the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Oddly enough, I see myself as a newsman. I don't do a lot of the generic news of the day. Let's do a little bit of it here, right here, right now. Give me just a second. I wasn't quite ready for that. For some reason, I was thinking elsewhere. Ears are burning on Capitol Hill today as supporters and opponents of health care reform go after uncommitted members. Fox News Radio Congressional Correspondent Mike Makaritz reports. Moderate House Democrats are getting hammered today from party leaders who want them to support the reform bill and from thousands of Tea Party activists massing on the Hill today who don't. Uncommitted Pennsylvania Democrat Jason Altmyer says he's listening. There is definitely a lot of anxiety about this bill. There does seem to be a pretty strong tilt in opposition up to this point. Republicans complain about Democratic plans to pass the Senate bill without actually having a vote on it. It undermines the rule of law and the American people will not stand for it. North Carolina Republican Virginia Fox. Final House action could come this week. On Capitol Hill, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. And Nancy Pelosi never missing a chance to get in front of a camera. She's got in front of a camera with 12 restless babies yesterday at a news conference. She declared that when she brings health care reform to the House floor, likely by the end of the week, as Moses would do, she says, we will have the votes. If she's correct and no one is more skilled at the inside legislative game than San Francisco Democrat Nancy Pelosi, she will have delivered a monumental victory for President Obama. This is all in Pelosi's hands right now. Driven by what she has described as a moral and political imperative, Pelosi said last summer that health care reform is what Democrats were born to do. Born to do and she's with 12 little babies. Ain't she smarmy? I kind of find her runty. Runty rhyming with another word that I shouldn't say on radio. I just don't like her. So she's just not likable. Elsewhere, three top Obama administrative officials are testifying before the House Appropriations Committee today on the fiscal 2011 budget and economic outlook. When we have strong growth in place, we need to begin the process of reducing our deficits. Deficits matter. Ours are too high, they are unsustainable, and the American people, along with investors around the world, need to have more confidence in our ability to bring them down over time. So Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner basically is outlining the importance of getting the federal deficit under control. Now, what's that mean to me? Let's say you're 25 years old and you're hot and sexy and you got a job at Bank of America and you're on top of the world or you're... Gold tender for the San Jose Quakes. Joe Cannon. Season getting ready to get underway. What's it mean for you? A federal deficit talk that we're going to try to cut down our spending in the future. So says Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner. Now, A, we've never cut down our, our spending. We're going to have to because we did super spending in the last two years. But it's going to be cut down to super spending minus 10, 20%. That's it. So we're going to get back to our old drunken ways instead of our old drunken, crazy, vomiting everywhere kind of ways. 
but if they do cut the deficit in the future, what it means for you is it's going to be a tougher place to invest in, in, in North America because there's money that comes from the private world and there's money that comes from the government. And what's kept our economy running the last year and a half? Government money. Easy money. Cheap money. So if they cut plans in the future, maybe it means less on defense. Maybe Lockheed Martins go down. The Boeings go down. If they cut money in the future, like the Department of Education, what's it mean? Ramifications will be a, un, uh, a weaker economy. I don't really believe they're going to do it, but it's my job to tell you. That's my spin on the news. Elsewhere, New York lawmakers are considering a plan to tax soft drink sodas. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports. It's a bitter pill for some to swallow. When beverages start doubling and tripling in price, you're going to have less people buying the beverages, more people losing their jobs, therefore creating less revenue generated by this tax. But if New York Governor David Patterson gets his way, your Coca-Cola could come with an 18% tax. We do have to start thinking about 20 and 30 years from now. That's what our foreparents didn't do. Says it could generate a billion dollars in revenue, ignoring accusations he's creating a nanny state, but did say it could make New Yorkers drink healthier beverages. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. That's what's wrong with our government. I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking for all of you people, but they want to tax our soda 18%. It's about the craziest damn thing I've ever heard today. It's out of control. 18%. Now, again, I drink soda. I'll give it up. Absolutely. And the soda delivery guy is going to lose a job and the soda manufacturing plant's going to lose a job and the soda syrup people are going to lose a job. I think our government's just sick. They want to be nannies to us. They want to protect us. They want to coddle us. With that said, do I think uh, kids should be drinking soda? No. I think you're an irresponsible parent if you're letting your kid drink soda. I think turning your kid fat, I think it's you and not the government. Our government shouldn't protect us from soda. Our government should protect us against terrorists. We can handle the soda on our own. Terrorists, not so much. Hey, for all you fat people out there, this story's for you. Doctors have found a new use for human fat cells. Fox Claudia Cohen has more. Could unwanted fat actually provide health benefits? Researchers at Stanford University say human fat removed during liposuction surgeries can be reprogrammed into an embryonic-like state and used for regenerative medicine. Dr. Michael Longacre is director of Stanford's Institute for Stem Cell Biology. He says cells derived from liposuction leftovers are so versatile, they can become bone, fat, or muscle as needed. Fat can become bone? Fat tissue can become muscle? That's the craziest damn thing I've heard since that soda tax story just 10 seconds ago. I love it. I love it. Now, with that said... Using fat cells is an approach that's supported by pro-life activists. Pro-life, pro-life, pro-choice, pro-choice. You know, um, what is the word? Um, Tastes great, less filling, tastes great, less filling, right? So anyway, uh, pro-life activists oppose embryonic research. Researchers hope to get federal approval for clinical testing by the decades and turning fat cells into embryonic cells. It's the craziest damn thing I've heard. And finally, one last news story. Tiger Woods is back. The golf star is going to return to the grass for the Masters in April. And someone's supposed to talk about that right now. Blah, 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 blah. But Heidi's away from the computer. Um, so last December, Woods said he was leaving golf indefinitely. And last month, he held an apology press conference. But Tiger Woods is coming back for the Masters in April. Now, who's that good news for? Who's that good news for? Give you a second. I'll give you a second. 
Who's the investment angle here? It's Nike. Now, keep in mind that Nike's already at a 52-week high. Nike's already rolling, and they're getting the Tiger back. All the other sponsors gave up on Tiger. So Tiger Woods coming back, and what's good for Tiger is good for Nike. With that said, I told you Nike's breaking out. I want to chase it. Great company for your lifetime. They basically dominate the sports world, whether it's swimming, whether it's golf, whether it's football, whether it's baseball. They're everywhere. They're basically like a one-third monopoly. They're everywhere. Can they be displaced? Yeah, they could. You know, kids today like to snowboard, and they like like names like Burton. But Nike could buy whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. So uh, Nike's pretty darn dominant in the world. Coming up, Rob Black, Doobie Brother ticket giveaway, 15 minutes from now. Next segment, though, we're talking money, 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 and how to invest. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three, four, five, five, six, three, nine. I'd like some callers that aren't just for free tickets. In 12 minutes, I'll be giving away free tickets to the Doobie Brothers. But why not give me some love right here, right now? Yesterday, in this very studio, I had a lovely and beautiful 21-year-old woman where I said, I'm kind of a big deal. And she's an intern. And, well, she doesn't, she doesn't think I'm that big of a deal because you only call when I give away free tickets. So I need your help making me look good in front of the ladies. 800-345-5639. Because we all know bigger, thicker, longer phone segments really make the difference, right? 800-345-5639. Me and Heidi were laughing during the commercial break. Heidi's my producer. She's lovely. She's she's wonderful. Um, If I had a daughter, I'd wish she'd be just like her. We were talking about the creepy penis enlargement commercials and how off-putting they truly, truly are. Now let's talk about money. UBS today upgraded Starbucks. Now you know Starbucks, right? I don't got to sell you on this one. I'm not telling you to go buy Starbucks. But do you think Starbucks is going to be around the day you die? I think they might. They're upgraded today to buy from neutral. Citing higher sales, benign costs, and the company's ongoing productivity programs. Now again, I like Dietrich coffee. I like the K-Cups. I like Green Mountain coffee. I like Pete's coffee, which Pete's coffee you can buy as a K-cup, which I think is pretty cool. So UBS lifted their 2010 earnings expectations for Starbucks, basically from a buck nine a share to a buck 14. What's that mean to you? Probably squat. Hopefully you're not knowing how many shares outstanding there are. Hopefully you don't know all the details of this. But basically one brokerage firm is saying things are looking a little bit better. So the broker said that one of the main risks of their more bullish call on Starbucks is the launch of McDonald's frappes and smoothies. So McDonald's started the McCafe where they sell a cup of coffee for a buck, and it's damn good coffee because it's that K-cup coffee. K-cup, the little pot of coffee. Uh, They've been selling the frappes and smoothies higher than expectations, and that's going to cannibalize frappuccino consumers from Starbucks. Has anyone ever looked at the calorie count of a frappuccino? If you drink Frappuccinos, you either have a huge metabolism or you're massively obese because there are 1,000 calorie drinks. Anyway, Starbucks taking a look at it. The stock is a $25 stock, and it's at its 52-week high. It's rocking and rolling. Now, two years ago, three years ago, it was a $35 stock. It had problems getting above that. 
So the valuation will eventually get kind of too big for the company. And when you're looking at some key statistics on the company, it's trading at 20 times next year. Let's go to Dave in Concord. Dave? Hello? Dave? Yeah. Hi, Rob. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. Um, Mailman Dave here, and I have a TSP question. Are you really a mailman? Yes, I am. So is that the coolest job on the planet because you get to walk a lot? People or is really it really want my job in the spring and in the fall? Yes. Yeah. Are you Summer pretty hit- winter? Forget about it. You know what's cool? Everyone thinks mailmen are high strung, but you can lose all your anxiety by walking about twenty minutes a day. So you probably have no anxiety. Well, I have, I walk about five hours a day, but uh, three raising three kids yeah. and a working wife. Yeah, there's there's a lot of balls still to juggle. Do you think mail should go to five days delivery? Um. Yeah, it's gonna. Put the um, workforce in a spin because we have a, you know, 48-hour work week. We have a guy who rotates between five routes to make up the 48 hours. Mm. So all of those people will be kind of displaced. Okay. Well, that's good insight. And never be shy because I love the mailman. Okay. You always bring me something that I want. Bills. Yay. Uh, And checks. And checks. Yay. They love me around April when the tax returns come in. I bet. I bet. Are, Are we supposed to tip mailmen? Um, if he's nice, you know, okay. if you get good service, you know, I never see my mailman. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we got rid of a hundred thousand employees and you're still getting your mail. The rest of us that are left are working pretty hard. You're a good man, Dave. What can I help you with? Okay. I'm in the TSP plan. Uh, we only have five avenues, um, government treasuries, a bond fund, uh, S and P 500, uh, Wilshire 4,500, and a diverse international play. That's it. Five avenues. Um, I just wanted to know if there was some kind of place where I could um, chart the share price on the, all of those investments. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got TSP.gov, and they'll give you the daily share price. But I just wanted somebody, if somebody's, if there's a website that just tracks, you know, where I could just click on it and watch right, Dave, all five. Dave, do they all have ticker symbols? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, they may or may not. And if you want to try to track things, I like using Yahoo or Morningstar to track. Uh-huh. Both are pretty good tools, Morningstar.com. How old are you, Dave? Uh, 53. 53. What's, what, what's your allocation in this? Well, I'm kind of waiting for the, the big W. Big I think, w. I think it's, so I'm kind of out of equities, not totally, but. Oh, you think we're going to do a double dip recession? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Or, yeah, I don't think stocks will be as horrific. I do think there's a chance for a double dip. But what we saw last time, a double dip recession and not a double dip stock market. So oh. I would love to see a 10% pullback in the stock market. We ain't going 50% lower again. Right. I so. mean, like when it was at 15, uh, S&P was at 1,500. I was in 70% in the S&P 500. And I took half off, and then I bought all the way down, and even made a buy at seven seventy-five. Well, it sounds like you're on top of what you're trying to do, and well, um, I'm, I'm behind because I've loaned against it, and I'm trying to ooh, catch back up. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, yeah. yeah, you know my allocation. If I were you, and thanks for the call, sure, I would say ten percent bond. I like the income side. I'd say ten percent S and P five hundred, and then forty percent Wells for five thousand, forty percent international. Now, since you're a little bit older. I'd probably skew that international down a little bit and up the bond with that skew down. But 
I like international. I like the Wilshire 4500. Those are good choices. And what you'll notice is ah, they work over time. I don't really like your timing of the market, Dave, because you're a mailman. You're a good mailman. You're a father of three. You're a good father of three. But timing of the market, people tend to mess that up because they tend to listen to, and I mean this with all due respect, Katie Couric. And Katie Couric knows nothing about the stock market, and she's just reading headlines, and headlines scare people. Um, So I'd say younger person in your scenario is 10% bond, 20%, 10% S&P, 40% Wilshire, and 40% international. But as you get older, I'd cut down on that international and uh, throw more into the bond side and, and stop trying to time the market. It's tough. So let's go to Kenneth in Oakland. Kenneth. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Doing well. Hey, real fast here, because i got to get off the phone to call back for the contest. But I think this contest should only be open to those who have called into your show, who have got through and spoken to you. Okay. Okay. That's no, it. wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's cut this field down. The, those who just happen to flick it on are calling up and taking up all this phone lines. I can agree with you, maybe. <laughs> but listen, listen. You think you're a real fan, right? Oh, here we go. The test. The name of my dog. What is? Yeah. And What's the name of my dog? <laughs> I'm going to your event on the 25th. I'll figure all that out. Where's the event at? San Mateo. What's the name of the bar? Uh oh, gosh, Heidi told me. I forgot. You think you're a real fan? <laughs> well, I've called through. You can't say O'Neill's Pub. I've talked. You can't say Maisie the Wonder Dog. <laughs> I've called through. I've gotten a hold of you. We've okay. talked a couple of times. What, co- what college did I go to? Do you know anything about me? <laughs> you just want to use me for you're, tickets and kick me to the side of the bed. You're a financial guru. How's that? <laughs> no. We, we've spoken before. We've talked. Uh, I, I hear you, but you're not. Joe Cannon, if, if I, you know. Oh, you're a friend of Joe Cannon's? Yeah. So I'm, I'm rekindling my bromance. He's been in England for a little while. I know. How do you know that? What do you mean? Are you a friend of his, too? I am. Are you, were you the guy at the bar that I went to? No. Okay. No. So, so I haven't actually met you face to face. No, he's got, he he's got a friend who has the hottest girlfriend on the planet, the hottest girlfriend on the planet, and oddly enough, he got mad at me. Not not uh, Joe, but Joe's friend. When I said, "Can I have your girlfriend in case you die in a car crash? Can can you put her in the, your will for me?" And he didn't think oh, that was too funny, which yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Well, see, Joe would have laughed though. Joe would laugh. Joe's yeah, a good his guy. Friend, let's go. Yeah. Guess what? It's time for hang up, Kenneth. Okay, goodbye. it's time for the callers. Man, people love the free tickets, don't they? It's 25 past the hour. Caller 91 right now, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Whoa, whoa, it's the contest. A pair of tickets to the Doobie Brothers in Chicago at Sleep Train Pavilion in Concord, June 18th. 800-345-5639. Caller number 91. 800-345-5639. Whoa, whoa. It's the contest. Tickets go on sale March 19th at Ticketmaster. Contest still on. We don't have the 91st caller yet. It's the Rob Black Doobie Brothers ticket giveaway. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We had a caller last segment that mentioned a little bit about um, I got this birthday gig shtick coming up. It was Heidi's idea to basically get out, see the people, celebrate the fact that we've been here one year. Um, even though we're working without a, co- a contract, 
We're kind of working without a net. I can be fired at any minute. So O'Neill's Pub, San Mateo, Thursday from 5.30 to 7.30. It's 5.30 to 7.30. I really look forward to meeting a couple of you people. Do me a favor. Don't bring guns or knives. Don't make eye contact with me. For the love of God, don't touch me. Um, And I think that's the general rules. Don't buy me shots because I won't drink them. Um, But thank you very much for the the kind idea. Neil's Pub, San Mateo, Thursday, 530 to 7.30. Got a couple emails I want to share while we're weeding out the phone calls. And I was wrong. I talked about K-Cups, and I was wrong. I said that Pete's Coffee is made in pods and K-Cups. I thought that I saw a story that they said they were going to do it. I, I made it true in my head. And I looked after Orlando sent me an email. He said, at this time, Pete's does not currently offer coffee in pods, K-cups, or other single cup ready-to-brew methods. Orlando is right, and I am wrong. Mark it down. Mark it down. March 16th, 2010. Rob Black, wrong. I got no problem admitting it. Elsewhere, Joe sends an email. He says, love your show. I heeded your advice, and I asked the girl I'm dating if she knows what Manila Blahniks are. We had some good laughs over your comments about horsey face on sluts in the city, but I still need your advice. I think Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker kind of looks like she's got a horsey face. Like, <laughs> like, when you ask her how old she is, you expect her to like stomp her hoof. You know how much Manolas are you used to wear Manolas? She actually doesn't own a pair. So says Joe about his girlfriend. Turns out her mom is a big fan of your show and agreed that they're silly. I may need your advice in buying back her affection. Joe, you've got a good woman. You should marry her. Her mother listens to the show, and I'm appreciative of that. So marry that woman, make her an honest woman. And David sends in an email. He says, I was just wondering, does the claim process for life insurance work? How does it work? Does it have to be completely accidental? No cancer, suicide, murder. And are all term policies pretty much the same? Most term policies are, but again, read the contract. Um, some clauses like suicide kick in after a period of time, so you can't buy it knowing you're going to kick yourself off. Um, but sometimes they do cover suicide and murder and uh, other issues as well. Murder is definitely covered, as is cancer. Let's go to our winner, our big winner of the Doobie Brothers Chicago concert. Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Rob. So now, are you a fan of the Doobies? Oh, not really, but... Okay, free is free, right? Exactly. So have you ever seen Chicago or been in Chicago? No, I've been stuck there a couple times on flights, but that's about it. One thing that I noticed about Chicago is they really haven't crawled out of the Darwinian pool yet. So they're a good one or two generations behind the rest of America. The cold weather. Probably it is the cold weather. You're probably right on that because they tend to retain a little bit of value. And the thing that I can tell, Jimmy, that really gives the giveaway is that their ears are still connected to their head as if they once were fish and they haven't developed an earlobe yet. So I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. But obviously it's not going to be taught in textbooks because I think we were all uh, born right around the time of dinosaurs and thanks for the call, Jimmy. Oh, no problem. Uh, Jimmy, no, no, not thanks for the call. Hold on the line. We're going to give you those Doobie Brother tickets. And like you, you feel lucky, right? Yes, I feel lucky. If you want to feel lucky and win tickets tomorrow, you could win Doobie Brother tickets tomorrow at 1025 and 1125. Holy mackerel, that's a Wednesday. Or not feeling lucky on Wednesday, you could win tickets to Doobie Brothers on 1025 and 1125 on Thursday. Or still don't think you can get it out of those four shots. Two more on Friday at 1025 and 1125. And, you know, a concert's a concert. I love live music. 
Sleep Train Pavilion in Concord, Chicago, and Doobie Brothers, June 18th. Remember, you can win the tickets here all week before they go on sale on the 19th. That's a pretty cool bit of swag that we got going for you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, I talked a little bit about Starbucks as an investment. I should talk a little bit about Pete's. Pete's Coffee um, is kind of like a poor man's, kind of like a poor man's Starbucks, right? We all know about them. They've had a real tough time with the $40 level of stock. So technically speaking, it's kind of got a little bit of a roof right around $40. And when you say roof, you almost got to go, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. They can't seem to get above $40 a share in the last five years. Um, I used to talk to the CEO of Pete's Coffee. And at one point in time, they went from four stores in California to 40 stores. You know, they, they've really grown. And Wall Street loved that revenue story. When it was a small company in 2001, you could get it for $6 a share. And then it, it, it rose to, um, holy mackerel, $20 a share a couple years later. And then it rose to $30 a share in 2006. And then they really hit kind of the wall. They hit the coffee wall. They enjoy the daily grind. I love Pete's Coffee. 190 coffee shops in California. They once had four. And in the last 10 years, they've grown that kind of fast. From four to 190. They're offered in about a dozen states right now, half a dozen states. So they're only in six states. The last time I checked, there's 50 plus states. They got a room to grow, a room to grow. They're not international. Maybe they'll never make it international. But they do India black teas and arable teas and brewed coffee and biscotti and pastries. And they sell their stuff at Safeways and Whole Foods. So they're a good company. But an analyst today is saying, wait, hold up one second. They call it a neutral. Basically, they say it's the best specialty coffee purveyor in terms of quality of coffee and service. They think the company is operated by a management that is not only experienced and prudent, but also keeps an eye on market and strategic opportunities. Thus, they feel the company is positioned to maintain initiatives that increase shareholder value. However... The analyst says they're just too expensive, and that's why they can't recommend the company. So they said, keep Pete's Coffee on the radar. We'll come back to it. Ticker symbol on Pete's Coffee is P-E-E-T. P-E-E-T. Let's go to Lisa in San Jose. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm good. Are you a leftover from the, the Doobie Brother tickets, or are you here for a financial question? Alas, I tried, but no, no, I have a question. Have you ever seen the Doobie Brothers? Yes. Have you? Did you enjoy it? A number of times. They're wonderful. I went to college not knowing who the Doobies really were. And my college roommate, Mike Tyson, introduced me to them. He wasn't Mike Tyson the boxer. He was Mike Tyson the chain-smoking champion of the world. Oh, dear. (laughs) So I lived with a 250-pound wildebeest that did nonstop smoking of of cigarettes all day. And it was pretty funny. I actually had a roommate named Mike Tyson. So anyway, (laughs) what say you? What's on your mind? Um, I had two curiosities. The more important one is uh, you'd mentioned undeveloped land. And uh, my mom passed a couple years ago, and we still have uh, an item, my sister and I, in the trust that's an undeveloped property in Salton Sea, Imperial County down there. And I don't know what to do about it. Somebody at some point in time when we had to mess with the taxes mentioned that um, it might go for about 10000 Right. But I wasn't sure what to do. You hang on. Do you let go? Do you? What do you do? What's your sister think? 
oh, she's kind of looking for me, you know, to follow my lead. I tend to be a little bit more aggressive about what we ought to be doing, so she's kind of waiting on me. Are you ever going to develop the land? Uh, I, I, I get the feeling, and I don't know much about it, unfortunately. I need to look into it better. But um, I'm under the impression it's not like it's up to me, you know. It's a track that's undeveloped. I think they've run, you know, their, their, their what do you call it, their pipes and their lines and yada, yada, but nothing else. And they have such trouble with water and the area and everything that I think I, you know, I would, I don't know that I've got a say in it, in other words. Yeah. You know, if it's not killing you right now, maybe you wait for real estate to recover a little bit and you try to sell it into strength. I myself, I myself look at it as $10,000. And if you and your sister could allocate that money in a smarter way, I would, I would. And I wouldn't wait for the recovery um, because you could sell it, give her five, you take five and you could buy real estate investment trusts. You could sell it, give her half, you take half and buy Bank of America. I think there's better opportunities than raw undeveloped land. Unless it means something to you, Lisa, or unless you really want to develop that land down the road, is it close to a train station? Is it close to jobs? Is it close to a mall that's coming in? Is there something attractive about it, or is it just a plot of land in the middle of nowhere? It sounds like the middle of nowhere, but I'd have to physically, I've been thinking about trying to find a way to get down there and really look. (laughs) Sounds so, like a okay. sounds like a boring weekend to me looking at land, but does I know? <laughs> so maybe that's know. your idea of fun, but anyway. Yeah, um, well, you know, there's I, other stuff down there that I haven't seen, so whatever. I look at it as a source of funds, and thanks for the call, Lisa. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's March Madness coming up on Thursday, and I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm going to be here, but my mind's going to be in the games. I enjoy college basketball for one particular reason. The kids aren't getting paid, and some of them, it's their last game that they'll ever play. They played at 5 years old. They played at 10 years old. They played in junior high. They played in high school. I love the idea of competitive sports being the last game you ever play. I mean, there's camaraderie in live sports. There's camaraderie, no doubt about it, on teams. And um, I think pushing your kids in athletics is a great thing, for the record. Um, I was raised in playing soccer twice a year, basically, both seasons, spring and winter. And uh, I think it turned me into an okay person. I think it taught me a a lot of valuable lessons. Anyway, basketball coming up Thursday, Friday, March Madness. I'm going to be thinking about it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. A couple more business stories out there for you. A couple more stock ideas. Got some phone lines that are wide open. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. things that I want to throw out there is my job is to really get you thinking about investing in a different way. For instance, housing numbers came out today and I don't care how many houses are sold. I care about housing starts, permits and falling permits is on one hand bad news because if you're going to get a permit to build a land or build a house on land, ultimately you're going to hire someone who's like knows how to swing a hammer. You're going to hire some people who know how to buy wood and you're going to, you know, plant trees and the wood company's going to make their money and Home Depot is going to make money because you don't want wood windows. You want to paint them and things. You get the idea, right? So the, on one level, it's bad for the economy to see the permits fall. 
On the other hand, we got a freaking fracking lot of uh, foreclosures. We got a lot of short sales. We got a lot of shadow inventory. So to stabilize housing prices, to get us to flatline, this is good news. We don't need to build no more homes. We got plenty of homes for sale. And we got plenty of homes that are coming for sale. We just don't understand at times. Like sometimes we see a piece of data and we go, oh, no, that's bad news. We're not building homes. Let's hide. Now, elsewhere in the in news today, a bank chief was accused of TARP fraud. And this is fantastic. If you get a chance to Google Charles Antonucci, Charles Antonucci, he's ex-president of Park Avenue Bank. Uh, he left court on Monday and he's wearing a St. John's sweatshirt. This is a wealthy dude. He's just wearing this nasty sweatshirt. His hair is all greasy. He looks horrible. He basically tried to get federal regulators to get about $11 million illegally. We don't understand that. If you try to steal $11 million, I think you should be put to death. If you're a person who's got a little color on your skin, an African-American and Latin American, and you steal a TV, we'll put your butt in jail for 30 days. You steal $11 million. We can't comprehend. That person should be killed. TV's $400. $11 million. And we'll probably slap him on the wrist, put him in jail for a year. That's insanity. You know, Paul Pot killed... 1.7 million people, maybe two and a half million people. He's got to be the greatest dictator of all time, but we don't grasp it because we compare him to other people like, you know, Saddam Hussein. And we go, ah, Saddam Hussein killed maybe 100,000. So Paul Pot is like the king. Like, we don't grasp big numbers. This guy, this bank chief who stole $11 million or tried to, he needs to be put to death. He's a bad man. Like, if you're going to steal money, just, just take a million. Just take a million. Just my opinion. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. To get your calls on the air. Let's go to Julian in San Jose. Yeah. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hi. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Uh, uh, I have an iCard, a debit card, a credit card. Yes. And uh, I wanted to know if I could, uh, well, my wife told me I could get out of my out of her IRA. Your wife's a you fool. Know? You don't want to do that. Oh, really? Oh, that's what they told her at work. To get uh, take money out from Ryra. Yeah, how much credit card debt do you have, Julian? Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. What you really need to do is change your credit, how you look at credit, and never do it again. Yeah. If you were to take money out of the IRA as a loan, you have to pay it back with interest. If you did that last March and the stock market goes up sixty percent, you miss that sixty percent March. Oh, I see. So you're trying to time the market, and sometimes what happens is if your wife loses her job. She's yeah. going to put money back in. Yeah. yeah. So there's some pretty big issues here. And I'm guessing you're talking about a 401k loan, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. And not so much an IRA. Um, oh, okay. That 401, yeah. Yeah. I would be cautious. I, I would prefer, Julian, that you get a second job. I would prefer that you cut cable TV. I would prefer that you sell a car. I would prefer that you borrow the money from a family member. Because all you're doing is basically saying, I'm going to take money from my wife's retirement fund and pay off credit card debt, even though I don't know how, how the hell to use credit cards. I got into trouble once. I don't have any assurances that you're not going to get into credit card problems the second time, Julian. That's the problem. Oh, no, no. So, I won't. <laughs> no, no. You say that, but I don't believe it. I don't trust people. Thanks for the call. Jungle Book, trust me. There's that in trust that I just don't get. I don't like. It doesn't sit well with me. Get a Dennis in San Jose. Dennis? Good afternoon. Hey, Dennis, you a Sharks fan? Uh, no, not really. 
Mm, you should be. You've got a good. You got a good professional franchise right there in your backyard. Well, maybe I'll have to learn a little more about them. Ah, uh, you'll be hooked if you go to one game. Well, maybe I'll give it a try. I have some friends who have tickets. Maybe I'll go along with them. Yeah, okay. So what can I help you with, Dennis? Well, I uh, was uh, considering reallocating some of my uh, my four hundred one k, and I heard some advice that uh, for every year of age, you should have uh, 1% in bonds. Yeah, that's not true anymore, Dennis. That's kind of like a a 1950s colloquialism. Well, and what this uh, guy said was that uh, your Social Security would count as uh, 300,000 towards that. Does that make any sense? Well, yeah, you know, Social Security is going to be about a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month, so about fifteen thousand a year. I'd refer to that as, uh, you know, about a three hundred thousand dollar asset. You know, maybe. Remember, keep in mind, a million dollar asset is going to pay you about twenty to forty thousand dollars a year. Um, you know, maybe sixty thousand if you're really aggressive with it. So you can see that twenty thousand. In Social Security is not way off base, but keep in mind you still have to pay Medicaid, Medi-Cal, and your medical costs in retirement is going to be about half of your Social Security. So, so what should I do? Oh, uh, for what? Or should I reallocate? How much do you have in your four hundred one k? Seven hundred and thirty thousand. Okay, I would keep in mind and think. How old are you? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yeah, so in theory, you should have 42 to 56% in bonds. How comfortable are you with the stock market volatility, Dennis? Uh, reasonably comfortable. I, okay. I, I, you know, I don't want to miss out on anything good, but you know, I don't want to lose anything, But uh, like all of us, but I'm okay with some volatility. You've had a 401k for 30 years? About thirty-eight years, actually. How's it oh. been? How's it been for you as an investor? Uh, well, I could never save this much money. Perfect. That's what I wanted to hear. Dennis said that the last thirty-eight years he would never been able to save this much money, and it's been a great vehicle to invest in. Now, um, what I would do, and what else do you have other than Social Security and this nest egg? Well, I my company still has retirement. Okay. And I've been there for thirty-eight years. You're going to get a pension plan. Yeah, we have a pension too. Sweet. How much are you going to get in a pension? Do you think, if you were to guess? Uh, I'll say twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. So, between that and Social Security, that's your bonds. I mean, that's the conservative part of your retirement. I would stay. I'm not telling you to go aggressive and you know gamble the seven hundred and thirty thousand four hundred one k, but you've got a great pension, uh, twenty five thousand dollars a year plus Social Security twenty thousand dollars a year. So you're going to probably net after taxes and health care about twenty five thousand. Now, you can't live off that. That's $2,000 a month. Or maybe can you live off that? I, I, am I putting words in your mouth, Dennis? Well, my, my hope was that I could pay off my condo in the next uh, two years, and then I'd have $1,000 I'm paying on that every month that I would free up. So I was thinking possibly retiring when I get to 60, 61, something like that. Yeah, and you're still funding the 401k, right? Oh, yes. Uh, okay, good. I'm seeing about $55,000 a year in retirement and still having that $700,000 nugget that if you ever really need to dip into it for a serious amount of um, cash and or if you ever want to get more than $55,000 a year in retirement, I'm projecting you at somewhere between fifty-five and sixty in retirement income based on your current assets, Social Security, and pensions. So um, 
sounds like you're getting it sounds like you're getting to where you want to be. Well, I, and, I, and I, I just wanted to know where if I should put more into some into bonds or some more into the market. Do you think more in the market then? Huh? I would say in the market if you're reasonable and you're not chasing crazy. Like, don't overbet on China. You're too old to overbet on China. China runs over one person in a tank. The next 10 years is going to be rough on your portfolio. China runs over someone in a tank. I got 30 years to recover, so I can overbet on China, but I don't think you can. Okay. So just you know, stay with the words like value, um, dividends, stay with stable, balanced. Those are the words you're looking for in your portfolio. And, uh, you know, a good 30% in bonds or bond-like equivalents, it's, it's not going to kill you. You've got a great asset. It's going to do nicely for you. Probably in about five years from now, you're going to want to hire a financial planner as you head to retirement so that you can set a budget, you can look at your expenses, you can plan an estate plan, and make sure that everything's operating efficiently, and you can draw down on that money. But like you were quoting a really old mantra in investing about how much bonds should be 100 minus your age. Um, I disagree with that statement. So um, some people would say it's 120 minus your age. I think that's a silly way of managing your portfolio. Let's go to Brian and Sonoma. Hey, Rob. Hey, Brian. Enjoy your wacky little show. You think it's wacky? I find it to be serious and, and highbrow. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, you give, uh, you, give, you give good advice in a wacky way. I guess maybe you just answered my question. I have a financial advisor. We, in fact, we have a a couple different ones, and uh, now that we did the taxes, you know, we're looking at the fees they charged, and it drives me crazy. They compare themselves to, you know, S&P 500. I can get S&P 500 for free every year. I don't need to pay anybody to do that. So. Well said. Well said. <clears throat> what do you think about it? In fact, some of the people we use, they, they advertise on your show, so they're not, you know, they're not fly-by-nighters. they you know, USAA, uh, Smith, Barney, which was now Morgan Stanley. Anyway, so what do you think? Who are you using? Are you using Alamo or are you using New Focus or someone else? What do you mean, the the, the advisors? Yeah. No, like you said, USAA, that's uh, the okay. financial management company, and uh, and Morgan Stanley. Oh, I've never heard them advertise on my show. Yeah, I think they did. Any, anyway, they're... Okay. <clears throat> Well, they are. I really like USAA as a company. They give great product at low prices. They don't overcharge. Um, I think a financial advisor, for them to be worth their fee of half of 1% to 1.5%, I think they need to get to know you, Brian. I think they need to give you a budget. I think they need to give you a plan. I think they need to review that plan with you every five years. I think they should reach out to you once a year, sometimes you know, once every two years. Really know you. Find out like if your your spouse is healthy, unhealthy, where you are in insurance, where you are in taxes, uh, where you are in funding your kids' college, where you are in your you know the nest is empty. Right. Looking at your mortgage. So if they're not integrating themselves into you, I don't think they're worth the money. Okay. So thanks for the call, Brian. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I know a lot of good financial planners. If anyone needs a financial planner, let me know. Once you get about $500,000, that's when you really turn it over from creating the wealth to managing the wealth. You can find me at robertrobblack.com. Should I stay or should I go? I must go. But tomorrow at 25 past 10 and 25 past 11, I'm giving away Doobie Brothers Chicago tickets plus more of my wacky show. Should I stay or should I go? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.